Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, Lippy's packing list, sharks on their way, identical cars and how Costco does it wrong. Now, Lippy, you can swallow that coffee. Yeah. (laughs) So we're recording on a Sunday morning. It's bright and early. We both remembered, which is not a bad thing. Yes, woke up eight, showered and everything. Yes, yes, I have. Yes, that's, yes. It wasn't quite eight o'clock, but it wasn't far off it. So, so that's all good. Now, I had a message this morning from the Screaming Tomato, and uh, he's been catching up on our podcast. He's got a little bit behind, which is a little bit remiss. So, some of these are a bit out of order in terms of out of sequence rather than out of order. Yes. So, as uh, the world's biggest Jeff Lynne fan, I was making gestures when you spoke about War of the Worlds. Yes, I, I do apologize for that slip, but. Um, they were both popular at the time, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> I think we talked about desk tat at some point, and I mentioned my piece mm. of the Berlin Wall. And uh, the Screaming Tomato quite rightly asked the question, your piece of the Berlin Wall reminds me of the medieval thing of religious symbols, like the toenail of Lazarus being revered. So I'm assuming it wasn't actually Lazarus's toenail. Um, and how do you know it's not a piece of doobly he's put from some likely lads? Uh, well, I, the reason I know it's Pucker is my colleague at the time, uh, Fernando, his was his name, uh, drove from Tunbridge Wells to the Berlin Wall and collected some and then drove back again. So unless he pulled a fast one, which I don't think it would be possible knowing his character that he could have actually pulled a fast one. Um, it is a genuine piece of the Berlin Wall. But that is a good question. How do you know the that providence is- of a, something like that? And plus there's some German writing on it as well. I mean, you could have written that on, but yeah. Yeah, you could have done, but let's let's just (laughs) just ignore that. Now, last week we talked about the fish-operated vehicle. Yes, we did. And I did a bit more digging to try and find the source article, which unfortunately is behind a a paywall, as they say, which will cost $30. But I've just been rereading what I can read, and I am almost (laughs) convinced to buy it because it is so interesting. So there is a a more detailed summary of the study, uh, and I'll share the link on on our website. And essentially what they did is they, they built this tank on like a little rover thing and they used the position of the fish in the tank to steer the vehicle and it was in a a box i think it was uh, three meters by four meters enclosure one end was painted pink Uh, it was pink corrugated board so what they did is they dropped a pellet into the water a food pellet every time the vehicle ended up touching the pink corrugated iron corrugated iron corrugated okay. sheet so they had a target to go to but they must have gone there to begin with and then got the pellet and then presumably yeah. a little bit like pavlov's dogs and the bells they knew every time they got to the pink bit or the, yes. whatever color it was because they could interchange it so it's quite an interesting and they'd swap the fish around and they do different combinations of male and female mm. and um what have you so it, it is an interesting study of what use it is i don't know to mankind no, i don't know i can't picture synchronized fish in the ocean as like well they synchronize themselves don't they i mean you look at yeah. um i can't think what it is but is it herring that um create this almost tornado of fish and they they move from the inside to the outside and back again mm. to protect themselves i can't remember what fish it is um 
so they, they they know how to behave in the wild. Uh, obviously, they get silvery many goldfish. That's the ones, yeah. Yeah, could be mackerel. I'm sure the Screaming Tomato is probably shaking his fist as us right now. But uh, please, <laughs> please let us know where we've, where we've gone mm. wrong. Now, we had, oh, we haven't had it yet, but we have had an aborted ski trip. And yes. we've had to, uh, that's, well, I don't think it's downgrading. We've had to side shift onto a boat in the Norfolk Broads. So uh, this time next week, crab we'll be shuffle. crab shuffle somewhere near Potter, Potter Hynham. Who who knows? The only thing is, when you come out of the boatyard, you have to turn right. You can't turn left because you can't get under the bridge there. So we know we're turning right. But after that, who knows? There's miles and miles of, of riverways. And I believe you have quite a list of stuff you're taking with you. I do. I'm, I, to be honest, like with, with the ski holiday, I was set. I'm quite a sensible packer when it comes to skiing. I know exactly what I need, exactly how many thermals, how many socks done it loads of times like I know exactly what I need with a boating trip though I don't and this is where I become an overpacker I think it's very wise we we last went with you two I think it was early September and Mm. the nights were quite chilly because the the broads are always cold for some reason water's generally a bit chilly and the cold creeps up through the boat Yes. So I'm planning, I mean, they supply duvets and sheets, but I'm planning on taking a sleeping bag as well. We're taking a blanket. Yeah. And I'm uh, taking wise. A, like a tracksuit to sleep in as well. Well, you can always take stuff off. That's the thing, but it's very difficult yeah, exactly. to add it off. It, it, trying to hunt around the brawls, trying to find a, um, a blanket could be quite mm. tricky. Yes. So what's on your list apart from the tracksuit? 10 pairs of socks. That seems slightly over, but not by much. Plus two ah. pairs of sleeping socks. Okay, yep. So they're like thicker socks to sleep in. So you don't use your day socks, don't they roll into nighttime socks? No. Oh, okay. I have smelly feet. But you've only got two socks for sleeping in, two pairs for sleeping in. Yeah, but the, you're, you're, not move, you're not moving in those, are you? So your feet aren't sweating as much. So why not so change the socks fun. before you go to bed and then wear them during the day and then you can reduce the sock count down from nine to seven because i don't want to i don't i'm not a sock wearer you know this i do not wear socks and i have the that's coldest feet probably on the planet well that's because you don't and wear i still socks. don't wear socks it's bonkers <laughs> so i don't want to be wearing thick sleepy socks in the day i want to wear my thin okay. trainery socks i need the all the socks so i'm we're going with 12 pairs of socks in total for a week. But why 10 pairs of day socks? Well, because they might get wet. I think that's highly likely, actually. Yeah. Okay, right, that's socks done. Socks. I've got two coats, a warm one and a yep. waterproof one. Yep, Because good. my warm coat is not waterproof. Yes, understood. Yep. Well, it, it's like splash-proof. Yeah. Easy. Three jumpers and fleeces. What, three jumpers I'm- and three fleeces? No, like okay. mixed. Okay. But now I'm starting to think I should have three jumpers and three fleeces. No, why? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you do realise. I, I mean, get cold. We've we've hired a slightly larger boat than we need. It's an eight berth one, but it is only an yeah. eight berth one. It's not. Well, there's a whole room for my clothes. But it's not just for your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then I'm taking a thermal top as well. So that's four tops. Well. It's a top, not a jumper. Okay. And then I've got thermal leggings too, just in case. Yeah. Okay, I was planning wise. on sleeping in those. Yeah. So the thermal is going to sleep in. Okay. And then have a jumper just in case. Okay. 
Yeah. Then I'm sensible. taking my Converse because it said what? on the website you need rubber shoes. That's very good. Yeah. Don't take your stilettos. And I'm taking my wellies. Because what if it's boggy boots. and we're walking to the pub? Walking boots. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I bring my wellies and my walking boots. Again, I, I reiterate, there's five of us on an eight-birth boat <laughs> that's designed to take people in the summer when you're wearing shorts, T-shirts and flip-flops. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you might. Plus, you've got to get this all in the car. car. It will fit in the car. <laughs> okay. Then I've got first aid kit, including emergency heat blanket. <laughs> I know that's Those silver things. That's very wise. I yeah. I've got a little um, first aid kit crammed full of stuff in my the rucksack that I take with me, and that has one of those in there. I think they're vital, actually, and I, I, I'm surprised they're not included in first aid kits because I've used one before as well so you have haven't you i think we've covered yeah. it on here actually mm. and you know if somebody keels over on the pavement the pavement's really cold e- even yeah. in the summer it's well unless it's roasting so, yes no i fully approve first aid kit and emergency blanket. so we'll have two first aid kits on the boat which is good well one that i can take with me when we go and somebody falls over and then one that can stay on yeah. the boat yeah good we're point. a very accident prone group of people well so. two two of you are <laughs> Mum's accident prone as well, I would say. Uh, uh, Certainly incident prone, otherwise we wouldn't be on the boat. (laughs) Valid point. Then I'm taking my knitting. Very good. No, something to do. I'm not sure if I'll actually be doing any knitting, but I'm going to take my knitting. I'm going to take my Kindle as well. Yep, very good. Yeah. Then I'm going to take a swimming costume. Yes. It does say they don't recommend you swim in the broads, but I'm quite keen to do it as well. I just want to jump and just do it and then get out again probably i don't think i'd be able to last yeah no i went with uh wife of grumpy was she wife of grumpy or maybe she was fiance of grumpy at the time we had a boat on the broads and we moored up by the just the side of one of the rivers which you can do overnight and i was reading red dragon which is the the book before it introduces Hannibal Lecter. i think it's been made into a couple of films and i finished it and i had terrified myself (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just waiting for somebody to, to stand on top of the boat. So I didn't sleep all night. So I woke up in the morning and thought, best thing to do here is to jump off the boat into the water, which I did do, and it was flipping cold. And then I thought, how am I going to get out? And I had to climb up a muddy bank, start naked, no. on, on t- into this, well, Fenland, basically, and then climb on the boat covered in clayey, mud. slippery mud. Oh, God. Yeah, so make sure you can get out before you jump in. But I did notice the back of the boat has got one of those fold-down ladders for exactly that. Yes, I was told there were steps just in case. Yeah, which is odd because why would you need... I suppose if you had a boat, little boat. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, And then insect repellent. Very good. I think it's a bit early, but doesn't hurt. Yeah, I think it's a bit early. Yeah. Um, And that was my list so far. And I realise now, as I've read through it, I haven't really... Uh, put in any actual clothes like wearing clothes just warm clothes well they so are I wearing trousers clothes. on there <laughs> i've just got like thermals okay. and leggings have you got a very so, large suitcase uh, i do in your loft oh okay oh there are so many suitcases in the loft yeah i should come and collect some because some of them are definitely mine yeah definitely because we're gonna have a clear out one of these days i've got a loft now i'll take them yes good well that sounds oh hang on there's more well no so then i went on the website and the website had a packing list or a suggested packing list of stuff to take it does doesn't it 
It does. And some of the items on there are very rogue. Some of them obviously make sense. Like a torch. Hadn't thought of a torch. That's oh, a really good one. Always take a torch. And not just my phone torch because yeah. what if my phone dies? Binoculars, which I know Mrs. Grumpy's taking. I hope so. Again, we're not sure of their location. I think they may be with the passports. <laughs> That wouldn't be that wouldn't be surprising. Uh, something else it said is fishing equipment, but none of us are fishers, so I feel like I'm terrified of fish hooks. After yeah, you a are childhood right, incident. Yes. Then it says pack of cards, dominoes, board games, which we love a board game, so yeah. we've got loads we're going to bring. Yeah, good cards, carrier bags. Uh, I'm not sure why we need those, but no, unless it's to bail out the boat if it starts to sink. <laughs> with no, a carrier not, bag yeah well i'm just thinking here I, I don't know why you would need carrier bags i mean having a mm. shopping bag is quite useful mm. when you go for supplies yes. but um yes interesting one that one extra toilet roll apparently only one roll of toilet roll is provided yeah. per bathroom and we use a lot of toilet roll no you use a lot of toilet roll <laughs> i was waiting for you to pick up our consumption has dropped dramatically yeah but you are a whole person lower yeah but it's dropped by Less than a quarter. Sorry, more than a quarter. Oh, well, I do use quite a lot of toilet roll. Um, and then this one really made me laugh because I thought, like, it makes sense why it's on there, but it would be impressive to forget your prescription medication. Oh, people do. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, That's the first thing do. I pack. Yeah, but... It's all my pills and my hay fever, which I've started early this year. Good. Very good. I call it sniff sniff, but that sounds really dodgy, but it's it my does, nasal spray. yeah. It does. But it's cool because I always have to sniff a lot after I've taken it. Yeah. And actually, it says to bring soft luggage bags, not hard suitcases, because they're easier to put away. Yes, but we do have the extra bedroom, so the suitcases can go in there. But not if Mm. it's full of your clothes. I'm expecting you've got a suitcase a bit like Mary Poppins. So you open the bag and all sorts comes out and it's... Because I'm an overpacker, I'm a very good packer and I can fit a lot in a small space. Yeah. We also need to bring a rubber mallet. Yes, that's on my list as well. And I was a bit perplexed about this. And for two... Well, one reason really is that they have these earth anchor things, which are... uh, It's hard to describe... Um, but it's sort of a half an anchor that you put into the earth and mm-hmm. then you can tie the boat up. So if you stop by the side of the river rather than in a oh, sort like of a area allocated, yeah, with, yeah. with um, posts and what have you. So you use the rubber mallet to put the the thing in. But if you read the skipper instructions, there's actually three of these anchors and you can use the third one to hammer the others in. But I'm oh. thinking, if they suggest you bring a rubber mallet, why don't they supply one? Because they, exactly. uh, unless they go missing, but then you just pay mm. for it. It's part of the, maybe they lose too many. Yeah, maybe that's it. And something else that caught my eye is it doesn't say to bring kitchen equipment, but it does specifically say to bring a tin opener. That, yes, that caught my eye as well. Um, <laughs> I, I think most tins now do tend to have, the um, the pull up bits. The little ring. Uh, I I wonder if they've got a corkscrew, because that's the other thing I've been caught out with before. Oh, we should bring one of those because we like wine. Well, I keep a corkscrew in my toilet bag. In your toilet bag? Yeah. The reason being, I used to go up to Cheltenham quite a bit and mm. stay overnight in various hotels, and sometimes rather than go to the bar, I go get a bottle of wine from the happy shop around the corner and come back and on one occasion i did it and it wasn't a screw top it was a corkscrew so i've got a little corkscrew that sits in my toilet bag so i do have that interesting 
if necessary. Well, if you ever fly anywhere, don't forget that it's in there because it will get chucked out. That's a very good point. A couple of things I have on my list, again, which I don't know why they don't supply, because there is a basket of goodies. A welcome basket, I think they call it, full Alan Partridge styling. And it's washing up liquid because you turn up at these things and they never have washing up liquid or cloths. So the first thing you have to do is to stop and go and buy some, which is bonkers. So we're going to take some with us and tea towels as well. I think they're supplying some towels. I need to double check that. But yes, I thought the uh, the what you need to bring this was was a little odd in places, but um, Mm. at least they've got it and you're not turning up and going, oh, I do need a tin opener because I never thought yes, I would. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be catching fish from the uh, broads and eating those every night, so we won't need to tell them. <laughs> well, you won't be. <laughs> no, I won't be. No. I no. did go on a uh, all-boys trip to the Norfolk Broads, which is was almost a rite of passage in the 80s. And uh, one of my mates, Dave Godfrey, who had a slight problem with his arms in terms of what the right arm did, the left arm tended to do. So when he would drive and wind the window up and down, and this is the days where it was a manual wind-up, both hands would go at the same time. (laughs) So he'd be careering across the road like this. So anyway, he decided to go buy a fishing rod from the, the shop and we mm. moored out in the middle of this broad and um, he set all this fishing rod up and he went to cast and he let go with both hands <laughs> this thing <laughs> flew in a perfect arc up and then down into the water and then for some reason I said right I'll get it and I just dived into the water and then spent the next <laughs> half an hour trying to find it no chance whatsoever absolutely just gone no. I do wonder how many uh, fishing rods there are at the bottom of the broads yeah, I can imagine a fair few. Are there sharks on the Norfolk Broads? There's not, but guess what? What? They're on their way. According to the Daily coming. Express, great whites to move north as Mediterranean heat pushes sharks towards UK. How exciting. Great white sharks could be heading towards UK waters in search of seal colonies and cooler ocean temperatures, a shark expert has warned. I don't think they named the shark expert. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, Mr. Chris, Chris Fisher. Um, That's a mouthful. Chris Fisher. Chris Fisher. It is a bit. Uh, founder and expedition leader for Shark Tracker Organization, O-Search. They do come up with O-Church. some odd names. Mm. So, yeah, so he reckons they're, they're heading our way. So I know there's a lot of different sharks around the UK waters, quite a variety. Um, so they're going to be adding uh, great wikes. They like cold water, around 15 degrees C or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. We do have cold water in the UK. We, we do, yeah. Certainly colder. Uh, yeah, possibly not quite that warm, though. Certainly not in the winter. Anyway, so no. that will be something to um, to look forward to. But I do hasten to add it is in uh, one of the tabloids. So we're um, planning on going to Hawaii as part of our honeymoon. Fantastic. So I'm really hoping I see some sharks. Yes, I would think so. I would imagine you can do some, some great trips out there mm-hmm. i've always quite the i like the idea of going on one of those um sort of dugouts they had at the beginning of the original series of hawaii 5 so they've, they've got a sort of like an arm that goes out a ex-colleague of mine um was importing them into the uk for a while mm-hmm. uh, i can't think what they're called i should know the answer to this but they look fun and they race them as well well they appear to race them anyway from the opening sequence of hawaii 5 yeah so that would be good on one of those that would be good quite a lot of effort yeah. i suspect though yeah more effort than i like to exert yes indeed well both of us so we're due a bathroom update <gasps> bathroom update 
still not done. Oh. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so the bath panels went on yesterday and the silicone was finished yesterday. So technically we can use everything from today, but there isn't any doors. Mm. So that's kind of an issue. <laughs> Uh, the doorman is coming tomorrow. Okay. So we'll have doors tomorrow and then we are, have just bought the blinds. So the blinds should be here soon. But that doesn't bother me. We've got, we can cover the windows. Yeah. And no one overlooks our bathroom anyway, so it's not an issue. Yes, that's not too much of a problem. But the door, if you're the in door, there for yes. a stinky poo, that's uh, that's not going to be not going to no. be pleasant. No, Good. So, well, yeah, so we're almost done. Not quite done. Yeah. Basically there. Hopefully Monday. <laughs> That's very good. Very yes. good. It'll be worth the wait. It will be. It looks it looks lovely. We're very mm. happy with it so far. We just good. need to get all the little bits for it. And I've got drawers under the sink now, so I need to organise all of those. And I've bought like little pots to organise. Oh, very good. Yes, I like a divider or pots in a drawer. Yes, I think that's yeah. a very, very, very good idea. Yeah, so the top drawer is going to have like the everyday stuff in and then the bottom drawer is going to have extra yeah. of stuff in. Talking of organising, one of my pet peeves is food touching on a plate. Yeah, is it? But the, the, well, it's it's slightly odd because a salad is okay, mixed salad's okay. Some things are okay. I think if mm. it's, I, I don't know what it is, and I think it's being surprised by an odd taste. I don't, okay. I, I don't know what it is. Not expecting the flavour. Something along those lines, but I can't can't quite get to the bottom of it. Anyway, I was at my mum's yesterday, and I was um, she's suffering quite badly with Alzheimer's, and she had a little sleep and I went upstairs and found a book and it's called toast by Nigel Slater. who's an exceptionally good chef. And it was his um, childhood and it was called toast because his mum burnt the toast every single day. <laughs> and a bit like uh, wife of grumpy's mum would do, mm -hmm. just turn the toaster up to 11, yeah. swinal tap 11. I wonder why the smoke alarm's going off. Anyway, so I was flicking through this book. It was quite interesting. She woke up and I said, oh, I just found this bit. And I started reading it to her. And it was talking about ice cream and specifically going on holiday and having scoops of ice cream after a meal. And he said, what I hated was them not, was them touching. He said that I could just about cope with, I think it was strawberry and vanilla touching because it had three different flavours. But if the chocolate yeah. touched anything else, it it were all bets were off, basically. Yeah, ruined. I thought, yeah, that sounds familiar. Mm. Anyway, slight digress. And you've slightly given that to me. I I don't mind it touching, but I do eat my food in sections of food. Yeah, like I don't I don't tend to like mix it all together unless it's like a chili and it's like chili on rice. Yes, rice doesn't really have a flavour. But like, if I had like a fry up, I would eat it. Yes, in sections. Or I'd put the, the beans could mix with things and the eggs could mix with things. Yes. But only if I was putting it on the fork, not actually mixed. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So sorry about that. But it's... Yeah. But mine started me. as a child and I, yeah, do exactly the same thing. Would always eat it in sections. I still do. I'll always eat... I always leave the best thing to last. To the point where if I have a vegan mm. pie, so it's mushroom based, and uh, broccoli and carrots, which I had the other night, I'll eat all the veg first. It, alternating the carrots and the broccoli so making progress yes. and then eat the pie don't know why just one of those weird things yes i, I do like broccoli though broccoli is one of my favorites yes i quite i quite like the the smaller broccoli the the 
younger stuff rather than the, the big chunky stuff. And to be honest, I prefer the, the like if it's the a big stuff, stem. the trunks. Yeah, the tender stem, that's it. Anyway, in Rotherham, the local crime fighter, whoever that may be, he's not a policeman, uh, who lives on a troubled estate, he's now fearful because he's spotted two cars that are virtually identical with the same number plate. Oh, no. Quite what he's fearful of, I'm not sure. Um, and it does smack of stupidity, to be honest, to park them next to one another in the same street. Yeah. That does seem a bit odd. So apparently he reported this to the police and um, they went and had a chat with the owner who went, oh, I've made a mistake. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But Sorry it got me that. thinking. So if you had, if you had a two-car family... And you put mm. and you bought two identical cars. Presumably, yeah. you only have to tax an MOT and insure one. Yeah, because it's model. It's not. There's no like specific code, is there? Per car, it's just like the model, the make, and the color, and then the number plate. Well, there is. There's a VIN number, which is essentially a chassis number, which will be different. But I don't think that appears on. It certainly appears on a V5, but it wouldn't appear on. For example, the don't think it appears on. I haven't seen a tax document for ages because it's all done by direct debit, and I don't think it's mm-hmm. on an MOT certificate. It's the registration number, so presuming you can get away with running two cars for the price of one. Interesting. Maybe that's what they had realised then. So Rotherham have a local Batman, is what you're saying? Oh, I'm not sure he's a Batman. <laughs> John Gargett, a lifelong resident who has become a crime fighter crusade. They don't say who old he is. How old he is? Rather. Sounds like Batman. Um, I suspect he's probably quite old. Yeah, and he's obviously been doing this a while because his comment was, I reported this to 101. This was given a Priority 8 and two PCSOs attended. I have no idea what a Priority 8 (laughs) is. I don't know what any of that is. I I can only imagine it's either quite low down or quite high up, depending on whether it's... Assuming it's 1 to 10, whether 10s... But if it's anything to do with DEFCON, then it's the other, the way, other around. way around, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, talking of Batman, I went to see the new Batman. Oh, yes, you did, didn't you? The I Batman, did. it's called, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. very good. It's very different. It's it's very much like we all know Batman just go straight into the story. It's not like there's no backstory to how yeah. he became it or like which is not as good because everyone knows the story of batman so we don't need to always like have the backstory but it's very similar to the joker where it's a lot darker and it's it's less about him being like a not a celebrity but like a a person of can't think of the word person of the public okay yes Um, man of the people and yeah yeah it's more realistic i feel like (laughs) yes yeah of course (laughs) I won't spoil it because it's still a very new film, but the, the one takeaway I had, which I haven't looked up yet, and I do want to want to know is, how many lines did Robert, Rob, Robert Patterson actually have in the film? Oh, interesting. Because he didn't talk a lot, so mm. I'm, I'm interested to know how many lines he actually had. I'm assuming that um, Jack Whitehall will be now updating his bit on his not hatred but his his war with uh, rivalry. Patterson. rivalry that's the word with yeah. robert patterson now <laughs> he's been batman i can't see yeah. um, jack whitehall could be oh no he couldn't be joker really could he because he's quite serious could be the penguin i guess but yeah the penguin is in this film excellent and so's the riddler oh good i look forward to seeing that yeah. But it's interesting, we look back to um, Uncle Adam, as we call him, who played Batman in the 60s for the TV mm. show. And um, that was very comic. But the comic book stories before that were quite dark. 
So it mm. is returning back to its yeah. roots. It's a lot less actiony this one, and a lot more detective-y. Okay, that's cool. He's, good. He's kind of solving things more than beating people up. Which that's good. I prefer. I, yeah, I prefer too. I, I'm not keen on films that have just got these massive fight scenes. Um, yeah. Quite often CGI'd or choreographed. We watched the latest Kingsman a couple of weeks ago, and I was very mm. disappointed with that. There was too much fighting in it. Oh, that's good. Well, that's one to keep an eye open for when it hits the the streamers, as they say. Yes. yes. So, what are your favourite shops? Oh, actually, you've got two favourite shops, haven't you? One of which is opening literally round the corner from you on Friday when yep, this goes so out. I'm so excited about that. Are you going to the opening? I can't because I'm working. But to be honest, when we moved house, it was the one thing I was like, oh, we've got to drive so far to get to an Audi. Yeah. And then we found out it's honestly, I could walk there in two minutes. That's how close it is to the house. Well, your excitement's obviously rubbed off because I'm off on Friday because we were supposed to be driving through France on Friday. I mm. might pop over and join the party. Yes. Well, they have, if you go there, well, if you get there for 8 a.m., which is probably. Oh, no, that's early, not going to happen. <laughs> they've got the Olympic team there because they sponsor which the Olympic, Olympic team. team. Oh, wow. The British. What, the. Yeah, the GBs. Uh, the Winter Olympics or the... Yes, yeah, Winter Olympic. Olympic team. Oh, okay. Um, and you can win some food and okay. there's some other stuff going on. Eight o'clock's a bit, bit early. Anyway, your other favourite shop, which is not yes. that far from you, is Costco. Yes. Which I think is pretty much, anybody who's been there, it is one of their favourite shops. And I it's came across an article... Place. It is a magical place. It's, yes, I'd, yeah, it is. There's no two ways about it. Anyway, I came across an article about how Costco have been going against retail trends mm. in pretty much everything they do. And um, I'll pick a few out of this. So it re-engineers products to be cheaper, which I thought was very, very good. I mean, their meat's always been very good. They're, you know, the butchers mm. inside. So yeah, the food the, there is very good. food there is astonishing. So they, they've managed to reduce costs, which is quite, quite good. Uh, and this one really resonated with me. It realises the economic incentive for treating employees well. And it pays them more, basically. So whereas somewhere else might have a turnover rate as high as 65%, because they're paying a minimum wage, mm. their rate is much, much lower. It doesn't actually say it here. But 80, bearing in mind this is an American article, 88% of Costco workers receive company-sponsored health insurance. Wow, uh, which is a, is a really good perk. Um, so, yeah, and it values its customers over its shareholders. And again, that's the main driver for big businesses seems to be shareholders. Mm. And I understand why, but yeah. you, you're looking at the wrong thing in my view. And there's a very good book called Sideways where it looks at where you're, the thing that you're focused on can have side effects. And if yeah. you're concentrating on cost, then generally the quality of the product goes down. But if you're if you're concentrating on the quality, then often you're getting more customers because mm. you're producing you're concentrating on the quality of the product, not on how much you can sell it for. Yeah. Um, and it, this book talks about the decline of Marks and Spencers as being you yes. know, a, a, a market leader on the high street to not be in that. And the way no. that they changed, the way they treated their employees, and then the way that they treated the products coming in. I mean, I remember as a kid, it used to have something like 98% of our products are made in the UK. Yeah, uh, and it was, was you couldn't 70s. buy other brands there. It was just M&S brands. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that maybe was a bit daft. Um, I do remember an interview with the Sarah Lee people because they tried to rebrand their cakes and they went, no, not doing that. Mm. Um, anyway, but it's, it's an interesting article about Costco and it makes it me want to go. To, well, to come, come over on Friday when you're off and we can do a Costco <laughs> trip before we go to the Norfolk Broads. No, that would be a bad idea. We'll end up with two cars full of stuff. Because, <laughs> um, yes. We did our we did our basics of what we needed like washing powder, toilet paper, etc. In November, and I need to do it again in April. But that only cost us a hundred quid for six yeah. months worth of all of our like it's like sixteen pound a month for toilet roll, yeah, kitchen roll, dishwasher stuff, washing machine. And to be honest, the only stuff that needs refilling is the washing machine stuff. Yeah, we we always used That's to it. do that. Yeah, I I've strangely been getting um, dishwasher tablets through the post. Um, company called Small, mm. and they're plastic-free, yes. and they seem to be pretty good. Uh, I shall yeah, keep doing that because you don't have to think about it now. They no, they just come in. Yeah, they just come, and they're in a small letterbox-sized um, packet. Anyway, have you got a top tip? So my top tip this week is a lippy brain top tip. Oh dear! And based on the packing scenario that I'm going through at the moment, is that if you're an overpacker. Hide stuff in your partner's bag so people don't see how much stuff you've brought. Isn't there a danger, though, that your partner will go, oh, I didn't pack that, and take it out? No, because I pack. I'm oh, I see. In the bags. Oh. Now, my fun fact is a uh, medical biology-based one. Oh, interesting. Did you know there's one bone in the human body that doesn't touch any other bones? <laughs> For, for our listeners, Lippy is looking very quizzical and confused. And then, the, and then a rude answer came into my head. <laughs> it's not that one. There's no bone there. Uh, no, I didn't know that there was only one bone that didn't touch any other bones. So it's a hyoid bone, and it's in the, the top of the neck. Oh. And it's the only free-floating bone in the body. It's horseshoe-shaped, isn't connected to other bones, as they keep mentioning. <laughs> Instead, it connects the ligaments <laughs> and muscles. In fact, its attachment to surrounding muscles is part of its key function, and it holds in place the tongue and the larynx and gives force to the muscles responsible for opening the jaw. Interesting. So true crime so it's a talking bone. It's the talking bone. That's the one to have removed. Uh, <laughs> so a fractured hyoid is often indicative of manual strangulation. Completely useless fun fact. Now, as you know, next week we're going to be uh, it'll be a life on the ocean waves, or at least the Norfolk Broads. So we're going to try and do a Lippy and Grumpy do boating with some yes. portable equipment. Um, we'll try and upload something for next Friday. Uh, but if we don't, we've either sunk or we failed to do it's it. It's gone horribly so wrong. Indeed. So hopefully we'll see you next week. Yes. And if we do upload something, it could be a bit frantic. It could well. It will be topped and tailed, and that will be it. So goodness only knows. Yes. And no doubt there'll be some uh, other shipmates as well. So, yes. Yes. So we may see you next week, or we may see you in two weeks' time. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at
at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.